Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back in Tua to Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, an All-American and All-Big 12 selection, 10-year vet with the Buffalo Bills. We love talking some NFL and Husker football as uh, we say hi to Chris Kelsey with us here on Hale Varsity. Chris, how's the, the week been for you? Thanks for the time. Well, other than cold, it's been great. Um, you know, kids are out of school still. Uh, they uh, Two of them, anyway. My oldest goes to Scott. They had school today, but the uh, younger two, my freshman and seventh grader, are out. So um, hopefully tomorrow we're able to get them back in school and get them learning again because it's kind of been a long weekend. I was going to say, you and a lot of parents were were all nodding. Yes, uh, get them back in the class and and out of the living room uh, as much as you love them. So what's the, the, the craziest weather game you participated in in Buffalo? Um, we've had a few, um, I remember it would have been the first year, um, the giants won the super bowl. Uh, we played them in Buffalo, um, week 17, last game of the regular season. And, uh, it was cold, but it poured right at the end of the first half and just soaked us. And then when we came out after halftime, the temperature dropped. I, I don't know what exactly, but it felt like 20 degrees. And so it was just super cold. Um, but you know what? I was fortunate. We played in some snow. Nothing like uh, what they've experienced in recent years. Um, the coldest game I ever played in in my life by, by far was uh, my senior year in high school in the state semifinals against David City Aquinas in David City. Um, I don't remember what what it was. Clearly well below zero, but um, I'll always remember that game, just how, how brutally cold it was. Did you win? We did not. We got beat, and David City went on to uh, to win the state championship. Much like my junior year, we played in the uh, played Milford in the state semis, and they went on to uh, beat Battle Creek in the state championship. So I had two years in a row there, junior senior year, where we uh, fell short in the semis. Does the weather phase you? Or are you able to go to a deep dark place and just ball? Yeah, I think adrenaline kicks in when you're on the field. Um, you don't notice it um, nearly as much as. 
is when you come off and you're standing or sitting on the sideline waiting for your offense to uh, do their thing to, to get you back out there. Um, I joke all the time, um, you know, out on the field, you can play in anything. I don't care if it's hot, cold, um, whatever the, the temperature may be. Um, you don't really notice it when you're out there in the action, but when you're standing on the sidelines waiting to get back out there is when, that, uh, when it affects you the most. Well, well, tell me then. A lot of people have, have looked at the playoffs this weekend and said that was football weather right there. Tell me, what is the best weather for football? Maybe it's from a fan perspective, from a player perspective, you sitting on your couch. What screams football weather to you? You know, you get home field advantage in the playoffs. That's the that's the the purpose of of wanting to you know to win the division, get a home home playoff game. Um, unfortunately for us, you know it it. it it was against Pittsburgh Steelers, who was just right down the road, you know, a couple hours away, playing in the similar elements. But uh, if it was to be like a Miami Dolphins or a Southern team or a, or a Dome team that comes to Buffalo to play in those type of type of conditions, um, obviously it's a it's a huge um, advantage for for Buffalo. Um, myself personally, I like those those games that are you know mid seventies, around eighty degrees, you know, where you don't have it one way or another. It's just perfect football weather and. And, and the elements just don't affect you. Um, I like uh, I like a clean game, especially this time of year. You hate to to have a, a team that um, you know might be limited in what they can do offensively or defensively because of the conditions. Um, uh, I think this time of year is when you want the want to see the best product from from both teams on the field and, and the best team wins. So um, yeah, I'd say anything uh, other than too cold and too. Too hot, you know, somewhere right there in between perfect football weather. So, in your time in Buffalo, 10 years, 03 to 2012, did you ever have a chance to uh, bump into to Bill's Mafia pre kickoff and, and say what's up at a tailgate or at least after a, a ball game, a celebration? I mean, some of the, the footage was incredible with the giant snow mountain, folks trudging through 18 feet of snow, hip deep. It felt like to get to their seats, so the fans were hardy. Of course, Buffalo fans always, some Pittsburgh fans, to your point, made the trip as well, but any experience with the Mafia firsthand in uh, in, in a tailgate setting? Um, yeah, you know, usually after a game, and I've been to, to quite a few games since retiring, um, so more so then um, than back when I was playing. Um, but, I mean, living in Buffalo for as long as we did, um, you see them around town. Buffalo is really a close knit, small community. Um, you know, very similar to Nebraska. Really, um, they know their players. So if you go out to dinner, or if you're out at the grocery store, or around town, you know, shopping, whatever it may be, um, they know who you are, and, and it is truly a, um, a family atmosphere. Um, but yeah, like you said, they uh, they travel um, far and wide. Um, I took my son, my 13 year old, down to uh, Miami uh, two weekends ago to watch the. The Bills beat the Dolphins for the AFC East Championship, and um, the amount of fans down there was, was just mind-boggling. I, I bet the stadium was 50-50 as far as Dolphins and, and Bills fans. But, yeah, they come in, uh, regardless of the weather, regardless of the conditions, they come in full force. And, and I'm sure after yesterday there was a lot of – a lot of tables being broke, and Bill's mafia were, were loud and proud, that's for sure. Well, that was going to be my next question. Have you sent your son face first through a table yet? <laughs> Not yet. Um, I don't know if I will either, man. Some of the some of the videos that you see, and um, yeah, some of the the injuries that you've seen in, in some of those wild videos is just mind boggling to me. But um, 
they're they're a very passionate group of fans and, and I've been fortunate, you know, I only played for for three teams, high school, college and, and, and professionally and um I've been fortunate to have some of the greatest fans uh, all three phases of my career. How you feeling uh, against KC, the matchup this weekend? I like the matchup. You know, we got a couple guys banged up yesterday, um, which I think we'll get a couple back as well. Um, it's good to have Hyde and Poyer um, defensively on the back end. I think when they're both healthy and playing together, um, two of the, the better safeties um, in the league, um, I'd say one of the best tandems there are. Um, but I think we'll get Gabe Davis back um, this week. You know, he sustained an injury early in the Miami game two weeks ago. Um Yesterday, at one point towards the end of the game, I think we had all backup linebackers in the game when, when Leonard went down. And um, man, we just had the injury bug early in the year, losing Milano and, and uh, Tredavious White and some of our guys defensively. We've got a few back, but um, you know we beat them once in the regular season. But you know if you watch that Kansas City game the other day, um, they're starting to roll. That defense has really carried it this season, which is crazy to say when you have Patrick Mahomes and, and Jason, or excuse me, uh, Travis Kelsey on offense. Um, you know, his receivers hasn't helped him much this year with all the drops they have, but they're still a very dynamic offense, and, and uh, their defense will get after it. So it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, I like our chances. I really do. I think Josh Allen, um, you know, just the dual threat he is, you see him bust a whatever it was, 51, 53-yard run yesterday. Um, he can hit you with that at any time. But, again, we're going to have to protect him. I'm um, going to have to keep him clean, and then our other guys are going to have to step up, um, catch the ball, run the ball, um, and then be physical both sides of the line of scrimmage, offensively and defensively in the line. You know, it always comes down to turnovers. Uh, any level, NFL, it's at a premium. And it's risk-reward, quite frankly, as great as both quarterbacks are. That's been an Achilles heel when each team is lost. And do you like how – how Allen's taken care of the football here recently. It's one of those deals you have to take the bad with the good, you know, because you wouldn't be in this position uh, if you didn't have Josh Allen. Um, even down in Miami, like I, I keep referencing this game because it was such a it was such a back-and-forth game, and it really shouldn't have been close. But in the first half alone, I think we had four trips to the red zone, including that uh, um, end of the first half drive where we're down the red zone, threw the ball in the field of play instead of throwing the end zone, time runs out without any timeouts to kick the ball. But we had four trips in the, in the red zone, had two interceptions, um, and came away with no points. So, um, yeah, I mean, you look at it, like you said, statistically you look at, 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 a, at a box score, um, you look at turnovers, you look at third down percentages, and it usually is the tail of the tape. They'll, they'll tell you who, who won, won the game. But, with Josh Allen, he's able to make up for a lot of those turnovers that he's had throughout the year. Um, seems to be in the red zone a lot of times. I don't know if it's just a coincidence or if, if he takes a more, few more chances down there. But, um, again, sometimes you just got to grin and bear it, um, just hoping that, that he gets another chance. And if he can keep it close and it's a one-score game at the, at the end of the, the fourth quarter and, and we can have the ball in our hands, um, I like our chances with Josh Allen behind center. Chris Kelsey's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, talking Buffalo Bills. Uh, Chris, uh, proud Husker, and you keep an eye on the Big Red. Uh, what do you think? What's your reaction with uh, the Dylan Riola hype and just kind of the, the momentum this team has in the offseason? They made strides. Defense looked great last year. They got a quarterback's coach today, uh, part of Rule staff with uh, Glenn Thomas. 
and made some key portal acquisitions, too, on the offense from a skill standpoint. Are you excited about 2024? Man, I think all of us are. Um, they've done a really good job of, of targeting players in the transfer portal, um, recruiting our own players. Um, you know, Dylan was a huge get. Um, I think, you know, even since he committed uh, originally to Georgia, I think there's still just kind of that that feeling in the back of our minds that, that, he'd, that he'd switch and that we'd end up uh, getting him, and, and that's obviously the case now. So um, I think it's very well uh, to do, and, and, and I think that we just need to keep this momentum going. Um, ultimately, it depends on what they do when they get here, right, how we can uh, develop them and, and, and what kind of product we can put on the field. But I absolutely love what Coach Rule is doing, Tony White, um, I talked to Adam Carricker here a few weeks ago. Actually, it was still in the season. I think it was before we were going up to Wisconsin, but um, there was a scuttlebutt that he was going to leave, and and uh, he asked me, what, what do we need to do to keep Tony White? I said, whatever it takes, because his defense and what he's done with that group of guys that we had on the field this year was, was nothing short of amazing. And, and to give him another year with that system, with our kids, and, and with the guys, the young men that are coming in, I'm super excited. I haven't been this excited about our defense in, in a long, long time. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of momentum, like you said. There's a lot of uh, hype around Dylan and, and, and some of the guys that they've they've gotten. Um, and I just hope that continues. And then, ultimately, um, we go out and just keep uh, compete our, our rear ends off next year and, and uh, try to get in the hunt, you know. Um, it, 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 you know Chris... uh, rosters, can, rosters can completely change now with the whole NIL, transfer portal, all that. Um, it's, it's not like it used to be where it takes some time to – get the right pieces in place you can do it uh, it seems like just overnight anymore it seems like you know not only is there a fit but there's a really good plan so even some of the young kids chris got in and made pretty big impacts i look at those three freshman defensive linemen all really had uh, some key moments last season it, you know it, it all uh, it worked out so far and, and you know there's a there's a ceiling they can reach yeah, and uh, I think, again, it's hats off to, to Coach Rule and his staff and just how they operate, man. They're doing things the right way. I've been able to uh, go to a few of their practices this year and to watch how he runs practice. It's a very efficient practice, um, but yet he's not afraid to stop things and coach. Um, he doesn't he doesn't overlook the little things, and that's the thing that impressed me the most is, is he'll take two or three minutes and address the little things so they don't become big things. And, um, and it doesn't matter who he's coaching. It doesn't matter if it's one of your starters or if it's a backup or, or, or somebody on the show team. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, um, I know myself and, and a lot of the uh, other former players that have a chance to be around the program and see some of these guys and, and the checkout practices. Um, I've heard nothing but great things, and, and uh, I look forward to the future here with, with Coach Rule. It's Chris Kelsey with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Chris, the, the topic of the week, aside from Glenn Thomas being announced, been the, the newcomers, the early enrollees arriving on campus. You're a guy, if I remember correctly, not an early enrollee. You, uh, you redshirt your, your freshman year, true freshman year, I should say, then your second year on campus is whenever you, you finally start getting some playing time. Tell me, what do you think the, the extra impact of being able to show up five or six months before your, uh, your mates would give you and, and tell me about that development that you saw your own first 12 months on campus. Yeah. And I was a little bit unique cause I had a brother, you know, who's going to be a senior. So as soon as, as my senior year in high school, uh, wound down, I mean, I packed up and I moved to Lincoln and, and, and moved right in with my brother and his roommate at the time, Steve Raymond, um, lived with them, worked out with them, um, and really taught, uh, 
those guys, you know, the upper class on top me the ropes. Um, they, they welcomed me with open arms. And, you know, at that point during the summer and, and, um, into workouts back then, you know, coaches weren't around. It was all player led. And, um, I learned a lot, you know, I didn't take my red shirt until after my fifth or sixth game, my, my true freshman year. Um, and then by that time, you know, rules are a little different with red shirts now, but, uh, if I would have got thrown in, somebody gets banged up and play for a few snaps, I, I lose an entire year of eligibility. So I went to coach Solich and asked for my red shirt and they gave it to me obviously. And, and that's the best thing for me. You hate it. Cause my brother plays a true freshman. And back then, you know, you want to come in and play right away. And, um, and that was a goal of mine, but obviously hindsight being 2020, it's the best thing that happened to me in my entire career probably is having that extra year to develop, um, not just um, on the football field and in the weight room, but also in the classroom too, got my degree and, and, and that extra year helped out a ton. But yeah, I mean, I, I learned a ton from, from my brother and, and those other seniors and um, sophomores and juniors that, that we hung around with, worked out with, and um, kind of learned it from the best at the time. So, um, you know, I was, I was quite a bit away, uh, quite a bit ahead of, of my class when they got there, but, uh, um, you know, they acclimated themselves pretty quickly too. But it did give me a foot up, I think, just having that connection with my brother there and, and knowing a lot of those guys from going up and watching them play the, the previous three years. So um, it, was a, it was a feather in my hat for sure. Chris, you take care. Best of luck to Buffalo, and thanks for a few minutes. No, anytime. I appreciate you guys. Good to hear from Chris Kelsey. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic next on Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.